Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still David Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to another episode of Ringing the Blues, your podcast dedicated to the mighty Wickham Wanderers. Coming up on this week's show, we round up the last two games against Championship High Flyers, Reading and Norwich. We hear from Gaz, Gareth McCleary and Dom Gape. Plus, I had a chat with EFL pundit, commentator and former chairboy, Sam Parkin. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the results with Uri. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri, and here are the results for the Championship League. Bournemouth, one. Watford, nil. Barnsley, two. Millwall, one. Birmingham City, two. Queen's Park Rangers, one. Blackburn Rovers, one. Coventry City, one. Brentford City, two. Stoke City, one. Luton Town, three. Sheffield Wednesday, two. Middlesbrough, one. Cardiff City, one. One, Preston North End, three, Huddersfield Town, nil, Rotherham United, nil, Reading, one, Swansea City, one, Bristol City, three, and oh, Wickham Wanderers, nil, Norwich City, two. Okay, so, Chelsea Spanish this week, we have 14 cup finals left to play. So, number 14, 14, 14, 14, we have, tenemos, cup finals, finales de copa, left to play, aún por jugar. So, we have 14 cup finals left to play, tenemos aún 14 finales de copa por jugar. Let's go, chair boys, we will fight till the end. Okay, so back to London, back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpole at the Ringing the Blues headquarters. Until next week, adios. Another midweek evening fixture and it was Reading making the short trip to Adams Park. The Royals have been in the top six for pretty much the whole season, so this was going to be a tough game. And Wickham desperately needed the points. Here's what happened. McCleary on the right-hand side, up against Ajaria again. Looks to go around the outside of him once more. It's a low drive and overhead effort from Knight across goal. Stewart back into the centre and in the end it's gone in. Raphael beaten in his near post. And the final touch, I think, has come off Fred Onyedinma. Yes, Fred Onyedinma as well. Wickham with great... Great persistence. Lovely stuff from McCleary. Cross to the back post. Beaten away by Raphael Knight with the acrobatic effort, which ended up being nodded back into the area and then poked home by Fred and the Dimmer. 1 0 to the chair boys. Gareth, the great escape is on. You're revving your motorbike up outside. <laughs> You're going to like him, to Steve McQueen. I'll take that. Yeah, Phil, any day. But um, no, no, the great escape is, is always, he's always been on from day one of this season. Um, I'm in constant contact with Rob in, in New Orleans and, and Pete's here, and, and we have spoken about this team coming out fighting and scrapping and 
almost don't settle for anything at the expense of trying to win a game and I thought the boys were superb today really were you know we set up in a certain way to try and frustrate Reading I thought they did it really well uh, and then when we went to 10 minutes it paints a different picture I have to think on my feet then and uh, and it was uh, it was a brilliant defensive performance second half from David Stockdale right up to Uchi uh, Ikpizu and then Admiral Musk would come on and saw the game out really well I mean I could name all the players today because they've been fantastic. You got Akin Fenwer, who's not in the squad, shouting his heart out in the stand, you know. So that's what we are. Don't write us off. Um, I'm not saying we'll do it, but I'm saying we've got a much better chance now. What were, the, what were your thoughts when the penalty was given? Straight red card. Um, still a long way to go in the game. Then what were you thinking? Uh, exactly what you just said. Still a long way to go, you know. Um, again, as a manager, you have to think quickly and. Uh, and try and find out what Reading's threats were and how to neutralise them with 10 men. We, we'd struggled at times with 11 men, but um, I thought that putting a five at the back was the right thing to do because it allowed me to put three into midfield then, you know, and, uh, and I thought midfield they were very strong. That's where they were getting their runners from. Um, obviously, that left us one up top, but um, Uchi did a great job and, and ran out of steam for the last 10 minutes. Admiral Musk came on and very intelligent player going to be a great player and uh, and saw the game out really well with some clever runs and some clever keeping it in the corners so um, listen, we had a penalty as well that we could have put the game out of sight but Uchi's gutted but um, he'll do for me he's uh, he's come off with almost tears in his eyes for that and he he is a special guy you know really really gives everything and, and cares so much for this club <laughs> as does everyone else um, Uchi probably shows his emotions more than most but um like I say, he'll do for me, and uh, as long as we keep playing like we're playing, last five games, you know, imagine if the Derby game had gone the right way with the decisions, we'd have been, I think, five points off with the game in hand. It's, uh, it's getting close, and uh, I've just said to the boys, 15 games to go, and you've just put a performance in like that. It'll do for me, boys. Talk to me about David Stockdale. Two games in, two clean sheets. Uh, you've got a decision to make soon, haven't you? <laughs> if he keeps playing like that, the decision's easy, you know, but he's... Uh, him... And let's not disrespect Ryan Olsop, who's had a fantastic season, you know. They're both top-quality goalkeepers. Um, you know, you, you couldn't choose between them, but Stockholm's come in, showed all his experience, showed why once upon a time he was fancied for England, never mind the Premier League. And uh, and and Ryan, I'm sure, is, is really pleased for him because David's had to sit 29 games out while, while, you know, while Ryan's been in goal. So... This goalkeeper union, they get behind each other and I'm sure all they want to do, both of them, is stay in the championship. No matter who's playing, they'll just want to stay in the league and uh, and that's fantastic for me. And the other big selection question, uh, where's your leather jacket gone? A uh, little bit of... <laughs> a little bit of coldness up at Huddersfield uh, and also a tiny bit of superstition as well. Um, the image looks good, but if it's, uh, if it's coming at the expense of points, I'd rather change and put a normal jacket on. But listen, the long hair's not going to go, so they all know that rock and roll's still here. Um, yeah, the leather's just, uh, just hibernating for now. Uh, Norwich City on Sunday, um, I mean, you've got to, you're up against it in the Championship, we know that, but Norwich, is, that's going to be a tough one, isn't it? It's as good as they get in the Championship, you know. It really is. Premier League side last year. Daniel Farker, I, I, I think, is an amazing guy. I really do. Um... Wow, Cantwell, Pookie, you know, Aaron's, they've got some players, haven't they? So, but then you look at Ikpizu and, and, uh, and you know, Knight and, and Tafazoli and Stockdale for us, you know, we've got some names too, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that Norwich will not be fancying coming here 
trying to put it against the team that took them all the way at Carrow Road. No, let's not forget that. We were, we were super at the start of the season. Um, and if we keep playing like we're playing and we keep fighting like we're fighting, we're going to take this all the way. We really are, you know. Um, it's, uh, it's great to get 23 points on the board um, at this stage of the season. Who knows what's going to happen? All I know is that these boys will give me everything from now to the end of the year, and that's all I ask. Tafazoli and Nick Piazza, we spoke about them coming back in and giving you the options to play the system that's brought about this upturn in form, but the red card means no Tafazoli against Norwich. That's a big blow. Yeah, do you know, um, I can see Jurgen's Klopp, Jurgen Klopp's point of view sometimes because I signed Tafazoli and, uh, and Nick Piazza in, in August, and I think the first time we got them playing together was Cardiff at home, um, in late December, you know, it's tough when you, you sign these players and they get injured and, and they both had freak injuries, it happens. I think we'd have a lot more points on the board if I'd have had a full squad to choose from. We've had some serious injuries. Everyone knows about the decisions, I'm not going into them. Um, but we've got 15 games to go, Phil. There's plenty of points to play for. And uh, if anyone can do this, it's going to be Wickham Wanderers. After the game, I spoke to former Royal and Wickham Wanderers player, Gareth McCleary. I asked him about the belief in the changing room for the chair boys. Belief's always been high, to be fair. Um, in terms of squad and morale, it's one of the best I've been in. Um, obviously, we've lost a few games this season, but it's never taken away from what, what we wanted to do, which is obviously to stay up and we take every game, going into every game, like wanting to win. So um, this is a massive game that we've won today against a very good team. And hopefully it can springboard us up onto to better. A team you know well, did that add a bit of spice for you and Jordan Abita and Uchi as well, historically? Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie, I was, I was overly pumped for the game. Um, but yeah, we've got to take it into every game. Um, it's no different. Every game we have for the next 15, there's going to be a cup final for us and we know the objectives and we know what we have to do. When things were looking bleak, uh, did the squad come together? Was there a defining moment that sort of got you together and, and for one last push for this last quarter of the season? Um, it's just a belief. We, we've been playing well in games uh, this season. Um, we may not get the rubble of green with some decisions, but um, we know that if we keep playing like that, like especially today, we know that we can have a, a, a big push and like hopefully we can um, keep winning games and get on that table. Well, the gaffer has been saying how important it is to have Uchik Piazu fit and, and getting minutes and starting games. As a winger, what's it like to look up and see him in the box? Um, not, not just in the box. Uh, you can see what he does outside of it. Um, he brings players into, in, into the game. Uh, he's very strong. We say to defenders, no point trying to fight him because you're not going to win. Um, but he's a, he's a very good player. Um, obviously, he's still got a lot to learn, but he's fantastic to play with. Um, and, yeah, when he's in the box back post, hopefully I can feed him with, with some more crosses so he can score some more goals. When you join the club, I mean, people always talk about the spirit that got Wickham into the championship. You must have heard about it before he came here. Did it surprise you, that level of togetherness that's here? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I won't lie to you. I've been in squads where it's been like, really good. Uh, morale's been really good when you're winning games, but when you're not winning games, obviously your head drops. So uh, it's not really changed here. Um, we, we always know uh, we're together in every game, no matter if we're winning or losing. And we go into every game with the belief that we can win. So um, hopefully that can continue. And I know that it will. The football world's been right and we've come off since they got promoted. Does that fuel the fire? Of course. Uh, for me, personally, I've been written off a lot uh, from a young age and even now. So it's fitting to be in a club that are the exact same, to be honest. And um, I know that we can do it. 
and Norwich City on Sunday, bottom v top. That's a great story, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's going to be a, a very hard game, but every game in the Champions League is hard. Um, anyone could beat anyone. I've been in this this league for years now, and I've seen that many a time. So uh, we'll go into the game, obviously going for a win, and we'll see what happens. Not a lot of championship experience in the Wickham squad. You've bought that. Um, what's been the message to the, to the players who haven't who've been in the lower leagues and come up with Wickham? What, what experience have you been able to pass on to them? I think it's just the belief that uh, maybe the teams aren't as good as maybe what was expected when I first came in. Um, if you put in a 100%, um, as we've seen many games a season, you can obviously nick a, nick, a, nick a win, get points, and it's just a belief in yourself. Keep working hard and stay together as a team, and um, I think we've done that especially today. A much-needed win then for the chair boys and the Reading fans weren't too happy about it. Here's what they had to say after the game. Country Royal. We've just put in one of the most inept, blunt, incompetent displays I can remember against one of the worst teams the championship has seen for a while. And we are supposed to be challenging for promotion. Tidus MI2. This is the first time I've ever found myself angry after a match. That was an abysmal performance. We had no idea how to break Wickham down, and how Jow is still taking penalties is a mystery to me. New Cork Seth. Tonight, I just feel disillusioned. It was obvious Jow wasn't going to score that penalty. It was obvious the starting lineup was woefully lacking in balance. It was poor everything. Poor preparation, poor management, and poor performance. That it came against an incredibly poor team makes it all the worse. It wasn't even a plucky performance from them. Uh, they were shite. We were shite too, but at least they have an excuse for being shite. We don't. Pepe the Horseman. There's no one to blame but the manager for that. Four centre-backs and three defensive midfielders against the worst team in the league. No subs until the game had fizzled out. And the subs he did make were an, an effing shambles. Felt 91. We don't seem to draw games. We just win or lose. Tonight's rubbish performance would have had a silver lining with a point. We need to show some spirit. We always struggle against teams who are up for it and play direct and fight. But how they never got more bookings for time-wasting is beyond me. Stockdale walked to Reading to get the ball each time. Zip. I haven't felt so annoyed with the manager and team for a long time. Once again, the opposition wanted it more than us. Not good enough. Orion, 1871. Wickham were crap, but that doesn't make it an undeserved win. Unlike us, they actually had some fight and effort in them. Windermere Royal. Wickham are at home to Norwich on Sunday. <laughs> you watch how a good team will dismantle them. Dan Green. The only positive to tonight is at least I'm not sitting in my car 
trying to get out of their sodding industrial estate car park. At Dsawn 6. Wickham fans must be so proud to see their team play. They know they don't have the best players, but they fight every single minute of every game. This Reading team lacked fight and passion. Oh, I'm disgusted. Well deserved, Wickham. So the final championship game of the weekend was an early doors kickoff on Sunday, played in bright sunshine at Adams Park. Norwich City were the visitors to Wickham, and top of the table versus bottom, it was always going to be tough for the chair boys. It finished 2-0, but Wickham had a spirited first half performance, and his Pometti with a glimpse of goal and a possible penalty shout waved away, and David Stockdale with an excellent save from a Mario Vrancic free kick made sure it was 0-0 at half-time. Norwich put their foot on the accelerator in the second half, and some real quality from Emi Buendia down the right found uh, Timo Puki in the centre for his 18th league goal of the season deflected past David Stockdale who had no chance with that one Wickham made five substitutions halfway through the second half one of which was enforced due to an injury to Jordan the beater the other four added energy and impetus to Wickham moving forwards things improved after that but however Wickham had to suck a punch late on after Norwich got their second through Adam Eder from a set piece which made sure that injury time wasn't interesting from a Wickham perspective full time was 2-0 and after the game I spoke to Gareth yeah, I'm really proud of the boys. Um, we set up in a certain way to frustrate Norwich, and we certainly did that half-time at 0-0. I don't think anyone's seen that coming, and probably we had the better chance in the first half. You know, Anis has gone through, and he's had a volley at them. Tim Krull at his mercy, and um, he's unfortunately just skewed it wide, you know, but he's a great player, and he'll have many more of those opportunities, and he'll be scoring goals for us. He's a, he's a fantastic lad. Um, just pick him up now and practice them, I suppose. But, uh, no, second half, uh, we started a little bit slow. There's a, just a slight mistake on that on that right wing uh, for, for Norwich, and, uh, and they get the cross in. And even then, it takes a deflection to beat David Stockdale, who's been in terrific form, you know, and... Um, does knock the wind out of ourselves, but the plan was to to then turn into a high press at some stage. Um, I wanted to do it at nil nil, and we had to do it at one nil down. And I thought we we really caused them some problems, you know. Um, we couldn't have obviously started like that and played like that because we're very open. And I think you saw on the counter a couple of times, so it's a real it's a real sort of uh, catch twenty two situation. But I thought the subs all made a big impact. I thought the ones who started played well. Um, doesn't feel like a two-nil defeat, really. You know, a one-nil I'll take, but that set plays we don't we don't concede set plays. You know, it's it's poor. Uh, the balls are you know, rubbish ball in. <laughs> I hope the uh, hope the corner takers as you didn't mean that because it was uh, it was hit very low, went in at near post, and you know once that happens, it's it's deflating the game. You know, one-nil we've still got a chance all the time. Andy Stewart went through it, unlucky. Scott Cashkits had two, Uchi's volley, uh, Dara Hogan's had a you know. And I actually, um, actually think we got a free kick given against us where Namdi's been elbowed right in the face um, by the keeper. And, and anywhere else on the pitch, I think that's a free kick to us. But we don't get that either. But um, listen, I am, I am pleased, proud. We're in a great form at the moment, the way the boys are playing. Um, and I still believe we're going to stay up. 
uh, that corner in the subs you made, the multiple subs, really had an impact on the game. And uh, it's, a, it's unfortunate, isn't it, that it's a set piece that's made it 2-0. Otherwise, that could have been a very interesting finish. That would have been a very interesting finish. But I did, I think, five subs. First time I've done it, but uh, it's half the team, isn't it? And, uh, and they did change the dynamics. Obviously, they bring a fresh energy, and, on, and then we can go for it a little bit. Because if we'd have gone out all to press them from the start of the game, I've seen them tear apart. Rotherham, I've seen them tear apart. Coventry, I've seen them tear apart. You know, people who went to press them, they're just so good in possession. So we thought we'd let them have it in their half. They can have all the ball they want in their, in their half. But um, let's stay solid and break on the counter. Almost worked. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, our chances we didn't take, we, we, we go again on, uh, on Wednesday. And that's all we can do. But please, proud. Look at Jordan's injury. That might be uh, costly. But JJ looks in good form when he came on. Um, and apart from that, you know, we, uh, we're going to be training hard for Watford. Just the one change which was enforced due to the suspension of Ryan Tapazoli, that Dominic Gape has come in and, you know, he's not had a lot of football this year, but did well, didn't he, for that hour or yeah, so? I mean, he's a great player, Dom, you know, and, and obviously you see what he gives you. Um, but, uh, like I said, the, the team consistency of team selection has been key, I think, for this run as well. I think keeping the team steady. I've got players, good players who aren't in the side, good players who aren't in the squad, you know, and, uh, and it was tough to, um, tough to select, and it always is, but... Um, you know, Admiral had a, had a slight hamstring issue, didn't train for two days, so he drops out of the squad and Akin Fenn was back in the squad. You know, I've got some serious team selection issues here, but um, really pleased with the boys. And, and again, we created chances today. There's a lot of teams, you know, don't even create chances against Norwich, so that good. Um, it's the Premier League side, I think they'll be in the Premier League next year. Um, and Daniel just said, I really hope you stay up because you give everything. Um, I really hope they go up because he's a top guy. But um, we've got Watford Wednesday now. That's all I'm going to concentrate on. I was going to say, it doesn't get much easier, does it? Another former Premier League team that's down in the Championship. Uh, local derby ish as well. It's, uh, but that's going to be a difficult one. Yeah, of course, away from home. But they're without a couple of players. Um, we'll have a look at them, um, see what we want to do. But um, it's uh, it's nice that there's so much competition in the team at the moment. Um, really looking forward to seeing what we can do against Watford. I think um, they're beatable. Um, but we are bottom of the league, we need points, and uh, hopefully it'll start on Wednesday. Momentum, though, looking at that bottom six, seven places, Wickham with the form team in that sort of mini-league in the last five games before today. Uh, that must give you great heart as well with the amount of games left to go. Do you know what, Phil? Honestly, the, the, this, this is an incredible league, and and to be the form team at the bottom five or six is, is brilliant. You know, I mean, we're talking, you know, big, big strides this club's taken, but... It's a tough, tough league. You look at uh, the bottom five, I think us, Rotherham and Coventry are all in it. Um, there's the three teams that came up last year. It does tell its story. And last year, um, what was it? Barnsley, Luton and Charlton were all in it again, you know. And, and it, does, it does show the gulf in this league and the money and, and, and everything. But with Rob Coog's input, this club is going to grow and get structure and become a team that you can associate with top end league one championship top end league one championship hopefully then championship 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 that's his dream I want to be part of that dream I think it's a fantastic vision he's got and uh, really looking forward to seeing what we can do well, looking at that vision Barnsley the form team now five wins on the spin a couple of points outside the playoffs not long ago we were playing them in league one and that's what you can do you know that is what you can do Luton we were playing them in league two you know um, and Coventry as well so it is doable uh, I think the gulf is big and it needs some serious planning investment in the right areas doesn't need millions and millions but in the right areas spend it well um, and we'll have a chance but for now I've got 14 absolute cup finals coming up and uh, we need to win probably nine 
to stay in this league and get a little bit of luck. Doable, tough, you never know a Wickham Wonders. I also spoke to General Dominic Gape after the game. Dom, uh, bottom v top was always going to be a tough game, but Wickham acquitted themselves well, especially in that first half. Yeah, um, bottom v top, you know, they're, they're a really, really good team as they've showed so far this season, but... After all of that, I just think it was key moments in the game that they took their key moments and we probably didn't. Uh, from yourself, you've been out injured, suspended. It's been a frustrating season so far, hasn't it? Yeah, really frustrating. Um, but hopefully that's behind me now. And, you know, it's really good to, to get out there and be a part of it and try and help the boys. And, yeah, hopefully stay fit now and uh, try and contribute to us staying up. As a senior part of the squad now, what's, what's, the, what's the mood been like throughout the season? Because obviously results have been tough, um, but it was always going to be hard in the championship. How's the spirit been in, in the team? Yeah, the spirit's, the spirit's good. I think it's important, and the Gaffer and Dobbo recruitment know that you need tough characters. Um, no one said it was going to be easy this year, but having that mental strength to, to go out, and some games you are going to lose, but you need to put that behind you quickly and, and focus on the next game, because that's all you can control. And, you know, we'll be positive going into Watford on Wednesday and looking to get three points. Norwich, Watford, I mean, these are teams that were in the Premier League last season. Uh, this is Wickham Wanderers. It's, it's a big step for the club, but, you know, performance-wise, you're competing. Yeah, this is what, this is what, we, this is what we wanted. This is what we worked so hard for last year, and, and now we've got it. We've got to go in and, you know, we've, got to, we've proven we can more than compete. We've won it, won it against good teams this year, and, you know, if we take that belief in, and, and as I said about this game, it's those key moments. If we can take those key moments and and ho- hopefully they don't take theirs, and that's all, all the differences, all the differences. The boys' effort has been tremendous. You know, Gaffer's putting on great plans and great methods, having doing detailed analysis on the other team, and the boys are buying in. And, you know, just take a chance in the first half. Maybe it's a different game, but, you know, not sure a good team. Had Wickham taken the chances against Watford back in the uh, fixture at Adams Park uh, a while ago, they, they would have beaten Watford that day. Uh, decision went against them as well. Do you feel like you owe them one going into the game on Wednesday? Oh, we were brilliant in the home fixture. Um, that was a real turning point for us, I think. We uh, got a lot better after the, for the spell of games after that, and we need to take that exactly the same into, into Wednesday night. Great opportunity. You know, this is, this is why we play football, and it's, it's exciting. Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Tuesday, it's exciting. It's, it's what you want as a footballer. It's what you want, game days, chances to, chance to win points and get a little run together, you never know. The other week, the chairman, Rob Kuhig, made a statement to sort of rally the club, and did that really have an effect on the players too? The fans certainly got cheed up. Yeah, you know, when the chairman's behind you, then it's, it's always a good feeling. Um, we never get too down. Um, we, deal, we deal with whatever's thrown our way, and, and, and we, we know the only, the only things we can control is what's going to happen moving forward, and the boys know that. So now on to Wednesday night. All we can do, all our efforts into getting three points Wednesday night. 14 games to go, 14 cup finals. Gareth said probably need to win nine out of the 14. That's a huge ask at this stage of the season, but, I mean, Gareth's a fairy tale man. Do you, do you believe we can do it? Here, it's Wickham. Come on, of course we believe. The 2-0 win at Adams Park for Norwich made sure the Canaries had a seven-point cushion going into their top-of-the-table clash this week at Brentford. Here's what the Canaries fans had to say after the game. King Canary. 
weapon are clearly a level below the other shit house teams we played recently, they don't have that little bit of quality that Birmingham or Middlesbrough possess. Playing them does feel like a bit of a cup game. Fiery Zack. All Wigan did was play for stoppages and waste time with throw-ins and goal kicks. And you can add some unnecessary, disgraceful fouls to their non-existent football. I'm not sure what's would more about them. Gary Field. Wouldn't want to watch that every week. Yes, Witten are well organised, but are primarily a long ball throwing team looking for knockdowns and flick on. Job done. Birchfest. In terms of our performance, we had to be patient, as it was very clear they had no interest in pressing us at nil now. Second goal was crucial at a time when Wickham were sniffing around for an equaliser and we were not dealing with balls over the top very well at all. The Gun Show. Who gives a rat's arse about performance at this stage of the season? All that matters is putting one more in the onion bag than the opposition. Wickham fought admirably and tried every trick in the book. But we had too much for them. Canaries down under. Had we put another couple of chances away, you'd look at that as a great away performance. But instead, we made it far more nervy than necessary. Pookie blinders. I really think Parker should make his substitution sooner today. In the 15 minutes before Ida's goal, it was far too easy for bottom of the league Wickham to work openings. If we're one nil up late in the game on Wednesday, Brentford will score if we allow them the same opportunities. It's one thing when those chances are falling to Daryl Horgan or Scott Cashkett. He's quite another when they're falling to Ivan Tony. Canary Rob. I know it was a bit frustrating in the first half, but Wickham worked really hard and played well. So, from my perspective, that was some of the best football we played this season. They probably should have had a penalty, and Cruel is a lucky guy. But otherwise, their only clear-cut chance was a hoof over the top where our centre-backs just let it go. And fortunately, their player miscontrolled. Liam Shaw. Huge win, that. To be ten points clear at this stage is incredible. Fair play to Wickham, who made it hard for us. But our quality shone through.
former chairboy and now current commentator and EFL pundit Sam Parkin was at the Norwich game. So I thought it'd be a good chance to have a catch up with him about his thoughts on the championship this season. And also it was the first time he'd seen Wickham play in the flesh since the playoff final back in July. I started off by asking Sam what he made of Wickham's performance against the Canaries. Well, full of heart. Um, everything that you'd expect. Um, it's difficult because you know, it's got so much quality, Norwich. And, you know, looking at the statistics before the game, you, you see that Norwich, uh, Wickham have been in more or less every game this season. There's only been the three heavy defeats. So many goals, uh, games decided by the odd goal, you know, victories and defeats. So I knew they'd make it really difficult for them. I'm sure Gareth's aim would have been to get to 60, 70 minutes and then he could have been really proactive with his, his changes um, if the game had been level. But unfortunately, the, so often in games, the timing of that first goal was a bit of a killer and they had a really real purple patch at that stage where they were difficult to contain. So uh, like Gareth's been all season and like he's done, I'm sure it'd be really balanced in defeat. And it'll be about how they react in the next few games. And I'm sure they'll be back on the training ground, level-headed as always, and keep upsetting the odds. What do you make of this system they've got now, this 4-1-4-1? Since it's been introduced, the the form has really picked up for the Cherboys. Yeah, I I felt, obviously, it's big onus on Piazu to get hold of the ball. I thought Mometi was great in the first half, ran out a little bit of steam, understandably. Um, There was a couple of times he could have gambled maybe a bit earlier off the flicks and he did get in for the chance and I suppose that was the big defining moment from a Wickham perspective probably the clearest chance of the first half which um, he just couldn't take but no, I thought the balance looked good Um, defensively obviously brilliant the two midfield players, the two um, Wheeler and and Gape as it was today you know, tough job for them tough job for them, especially Dave playing in a slightly unorthodox role you're often almost in a left back position tracking Hernandez or Buendia and ultimately that's where the first goal came from so tough for them with with the movement but um, it's a system that I'm sure will bring them joy against a lot of clubs maybe just Norwich had that little bit too much class today. As a big striker who scored a few goals yourself, what do you make of Vic Piazza? Do you think he's got what it takes to be a, an established championship striker? Yeah, yeah, maybe not, you know, in one of the, 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 the top sides who play a slightly different way because it's not really, as much as it, uh, it hurts me, and I'd love to say it, any, it differently, but there's not really a market for that type of player in a lot of squads anymore, uh, in a lot of starting 11s, certainly. So, like, like me, really, he obviously prides himself on his control and his ability to take people on and stuff like that, which is what I always try to do because I was obviously quite ungainly as a, as a youngster. And I love that about him. People expect him to be brilliant in the air. He's, he's good in the air, but his goals so far have shown you that he's got a nice little bit of quick feet and he can finish as well. So I thought he was good. Tough today up against probably the best defensive partnership. Maybe Swansea would argue about that. But I thought um, Gibson and Hanley have been brilliant this season. So tough for him, but he showed glimpses of real quality again. And he's, he, he's proved to be a great signing so far. And, and obviously, if they're to stay in the league, he's going to have a big say about it. 14 games to go. I mean, Wickham have done some incredible things over the last yeah. three or four years. Can they do this? <sighs> um, <laughs> I'd love to say yes, but it's looking increasingly difficult. I just think when you look at the points that were achieved last year from the, the team that survived relegation, I think it was 49, wasn't it? I mean, it's a long way from where we are now. And I know like the likes of Luton and Barnsley, Charlton even had great ends to last season won so many games that we didn't expect them to win so it won't take that it won't take that amount of points but they're going to have to be more consistent than they have been games are running out so my uh, 
my head says no, my heart obviously says yes. So let's leave it at that. And Wickham possibly could be yo-yo in between League One and the Championship. That may well be the, the long-term plan. Just looking at Barnsley's form, five wins out of five, knocking on the door of the playoffs. It wasn't that long ago that this Wickham-Barnsley was a League One game. What have they done to establish themselves in the Championship? Good question. I think... I think you have to give the owners, and we probably don't do this too often, enormous credit. Whoever's making the decisions there in terms of hiring managers has done an astounding job the last three, I would say. They obviously have a clear way about going about things. Wickham do, obviously, as well, but Barnsley's intensity that they play with is really something else. Um, I think the players are all on the same page. The manager looks very demanding, this new guy. He looks a cut above what they've had before as well. Good players, obviously, but the style of play, it just suffocates teams. Honestly, they don't give you a moment and they don't have loads of the ball. They win the ball high and they have an attempt and then they get back and they go again and they go for 90 minutes. So they're doing outstandingly well. Five straight wins, I think it is. Um, I make them, I wouldn't say dead certs, but I think they've got an unbelievable chance of getting in the playoffs. I think they're that good. Last one, sir. Well, I can't not mention this. We stood at the end of Adams Park where you scored <laughs> quite a memorable goal. Where does it rank in your career, that goal you scored in the FA Cup for Wickham? Us, oh, right up there. Top three, w without a doubt. Um, can still feel what it felt like that day every time I drive in here because it was, it, it was a dream. It's a dream to play in the FA Cup for every lad, isn't it? But uh, at that stage as well, where it was still held in such high esteem. The, the cup so to score the winning goal 19 years of age just unbelievable your dreams came true on, the, on that day and um, yeah brilliant season think about it often think about the lads as well I think we had an unbelievable spirit you know people like Jason Cousins and Brownie and Keith Ryan unbelievable characters and I was used to in football terms the finer things in life probably at, at Chelsea coming down here and, and getting that old school Attitude, I suppose, of some of those boys. I remember them eating bacon rolls out there in the car park before going off to training. You know, we prob probably weren't the most professional off the pitch, but when it came to training and games, gave everything, and that's what got the team to the semi-final that year. Brilliant characters, and even though it was only brief, it's um, you know second to Swindon, I would say, in in the place that I've got the happiest memories, and I think about the most. Right, that's it up for this week. Many thanks to Sam Parkin, Dominic Gate, Gareth McCleary, Gareth Fainsworth and you for listening in. We'll be back next week with news of Wickham's trips to Watford and Stoke City. In the meantime, keep the face and come on you blues.